want me to change, they want me to change, but I ain't changing, nah, I remain the same. And you are not tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by M3S3 Clothing, men make moves and suckers stand still, and as always, you already know, man, on the mighty, mighty, mighty Nerve DJs Radio Network, come on, bro. Come on, man. Y'all got to give me a little credit, man, because we don't do nothing but legends over here. And today is absolutely no exception. Man, we got QC's finest, the president of QC's DJs, chef, DJ, overall humanitarian, one of the dopest individuals to ever grace the galaxy. We got Ruben Wood in the building. How you doing, King? How's life? Hey, what's up, man? Appreciate it. <laughs> How's the family, man? man? They good, bro. What about you? Oh man, we doing good over this way, man. I, I could complain, but it'll take up too much time, and nobody want to hear that. Right, right, right. You know. Um. All right. So, I know you, 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 you did this your chef thing. You used to rap. I'm sorry, I forgot to say Young Bank too. Wow. Yeah, man. You know, I dug in the vault a little bit. <laughs> you know, be interesting. I, I didn't have I didn't have much time because if I had if I had a little bit more time, you know, I'd have really got off into some. You know, uh, I try to do my homework a little bit though, man. Um, what was Young Bank like? Crazy, I ain't gonna lie. Man, be honest with you. That guy was kind of thrown off, man. You know, to be real with you. Um, but yeah, you know, I still do music. Um, it's just it's not as Young Bank anymore. It's just Ruben Wood. But uh, yeah, man, that that was definitely a significant, interesting time period and era in my life, for real. Okay, uh, the highs and the lows of Young Bank, and how did Young Bank transition to Ruben Wood? I would say, like, the highs was probably doing music, what, 12, yeah, about 12, 13 years ago, um, putting out a project, getting a little notoriety and buzz, going up top to uh, New York and making a, a strategic move um, that actually became fruitful. You know what I'm saying? That was probably the, the highest performing in New York at a time period where a Southern rapper could get booed if they wasn't rocking with some music, <laughs> you know? Um, and I didn't get booed, by the way. So, you know, that was... Those were the highs at that time. I would say I've gotten booed before, so God bless you. <laughs> so shit, shit was ugly, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, I didn't get booed. Um, so I, I feel like the lows was probably just more so. Really, man, the crazy stuff that happened: being shelved as an artist, uh, being on Island Def Jam um, during that time. A lot of miscommunication, having the wrong representation. Um, but, you know, I still stay consistent. So even with the lows, you know, it is what it is. 
you know, I still made the best of it and making the transition into just changing my name and um, being, well, changing my rap name to just my government name. <laughs> you know, it's like, really, I just wanted to let go of all that, to be honest with you, because even, even when I went by that, that stood for something, you know, young, uncertain nigga doing the, you know, so it was, uh, like I said, an interesting time era in my life. I was definitely going through a lot, uh, I would like to say mentally. <laughs> you know, um, I was younger then, man. I used to be, I used to be wild and not back during that time, man. Uh, you know, for nothing. So, yeah, I, I didn't grew up and got kids now and everything. So, I'm not the same individual I used to be. <laughs> Yo, how incredible is it to see somebody uh, as young as Emmanuel the Prophet on a completely different trajectory? It's a blessing, to be honest with you. Um, and it also proves to you that it can be done because at the end of the day you know when i was initially starting out doing music i wasn't focused on putting out christian type rap or uh positive type music we was in was in the clubs even though i was like 18 19 man i was in the clubs i was in the streets i was doing different uh goofy stuff you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. I'm not gonna speak about, but you know, I was. I've been there. Yeah, I was. I was living life. Um, so to even see him doing what he's doing, it's a blessing. Real talk, because I don't make that same type of music no more myself. However, um, it doesn't mean that I can't. I still can't because it still hit me. But you know, what I'm saying I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to. You're not gonna hit me on a on a. Uh, on a gospel song, but you know, uh, I'm not gonna be out here talking about reckless stuff like back in the day. So, yeah, definitely. And shout out to Emmanuel the Prophet, man. He got a lot of stuff coming up um, with QC. He got a lot of stuff going. He he the next he the next thing, definitely. Yo, how did you get to QC? Work. <laughs> work ethic and um connections man i'm gonna be honest with you really connections because you know my people's um who was like extended family for p she believed in me and she believed in me she connected me with two official uh because it was another dude who had kind of been like working with two official at the time, but he dropped the ball on like following up and putting me in touch with him. And then, you know, we wind up meeting face to face and the rest is really history. To be honest with you. Two official ain't have to believe in me. He ain't have to uh, rock with me to the capacity he did, but he did. So I was really, I just had to show and prove, show and tell. I was appreciative that people did believe in me, honestly, and my face card was good enough to be in this position. So were you there? Did did you get your start before they sold? 
or after? Mm, I was, yeah, I was definitely there before they sold. Well, they, well yeah, before they sold the, the shares to uh, Hive, definitely. Definitely was there before. That change anything? Mm-mm. Not really. I mean, you know, I'm going to say this. That's not necessarily a Ruben Wood question. That's a coaching P question at the end of the day. But all I'm going to say is, it's like, just for me being in the, uh, the the music business, as long as I actually have been, I would honestly say it's no different than Russell Simmons having people come in and invest and buy into Def Jam. Because a lot of times people, I guess, they kind of overlook or overshadow the fact that Russell Simmons did the same thing. Um, Kevin Lyles did the same thing, 300, you know. And a lot of other people have done the same thing. Even interesting outlook is uh, Suge did that with uh, Death Row. And I don't know if he did that voluntary or involuntary because, you know, he couldn't. Maybe he couldn't keep up with mm-hmm. the label aspect of it and stuff like that. So he had to sell so much of it and so forth and so on. But, you know, and shout out to them because that's back in the hands of Snoop. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really just more so like an investment thing, but that's definitely a coaching P question. Okay. And you know what it is? It's social media. Like, we know about the shit now. Right. You know, Russell Simmons was able to do – you know, do it, and the culture never knew. Right. You know, um, the QC DJs, is, is that like a DJ pool? What what specifically is that? Uh, yeah, we definitely a DJ pool uh, coalition, and we also do a lot of the behind-the-scenes uh, street marketing and everything for quality control. Um. A lot of our main DJs on the roster are also like uh, the major artists. You know, they're actual specific DJs like DJ mm-hmm. Champ, that's Lil Baby DJ, uh, Rhymer, that's City Girls DJ. Um, you know, and, and pretty much the list goes on like Maddie Ice's, uh, Sim Jimmy's DJ, um, DJ Darrell. That was the Migos DJ. He, he definitely stayed down with Quavo, um, and and of course with Takeoff when he was in the living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you did you know Takeoff? Uh, briefly. Okay. So basically, you know, I'm gonna say probably like a week before that actually took place last year. I think that was like a week or two before that. Uh, they did the listening event in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I actually had the opportunity to be over that event as far as marketing and, you know, inviting people out. And uh, it, was, it was definitely a successful event. It was packed out. The energy was great. Wasn't nothing crazy, nothing fugazi. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was the last time I seen him before. The, the unfortunate took place. So, yeah. Wow. So you got to do, wow. That's kind of freaking dope, though. I, I, at this point, does anything intimidate you business-wise? Nah, man. I'm 
be honest with you, not really. Cause I didn't look, man, I didn't I done been in, in this industry for a minute, man. A lot of highs, a lot of lows, but definitely I'm back on the high. <laughs> <laughs> what you hate about it? People. <laughs> People. Help me out. Because look, man, it'd be like, a lot of people are weird and not in a good way. Like, it's okay to be weird, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they weird, not in a good way. They they focused on snaking you, doing all type of crazy stuff and talking trash about you behind your back, just a bunch of extra stuff. I'm focused on getting to the money. How are we going to get this money? How can I be of value to, to the company, to the brand, like what we the objective is how can we accomplish that there's a lot of people who really taking their space in the music entertainment industry whether they are fake gatekeepers because mm -hmm. they don't want to give up their position because they don't want to put the next person in the position or even if you know it's somebody who mad at this person over here because they feel like oh they don't need to be here the whole time you done been there before they didn't been there so you know, it's it's. I, I really don't like a lot of the, the people, the way people move. Not necessarily gonna say the person because you never know what somebody has been through. Right. So yeah. What's the difference between the artists nowadays? Same thing as opposed to 2010 when you really got to pop it. Nah, I would say nowadays everything more calculated. At least with me. Um, with the moves and everything but as far as like with artists in general a lot of these artists now i feel like they just they searching for a hit you know um man and the, the way that they they going about a lot of stuff they rehashing so much music you know what i'm saying nobody's really coming up with anything new except the individuals who've been making hits now i still making hits you know jada kiss still making hits camera i can drop some tomorrow is still a hit it's and I, when i say hits no. i mean they're tight it's still timeless no. music no no bro i can't give you camera he can't give me camera no i can't give you camera right why you can't give me camera <laughs> i just never really like i like cameron as a celebrity but as a a, a, a artist uh no well you know what it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> he on my album, bro. So I gotta go. <laughs> oh, damn. My, my bad. I take that back. Cameron is the goat. <laughs> yo, yo, wait, 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 wait. When's the album? You dropped it already, or is it coming out? Nah, it's coming out. It's coming out, man. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. Oh. Who else you got on there? Oh, well, man, I got Snoop Dogg. Man, I got Juicy J. I got Juvenile. I got Capadonna. Um, I got Rick Ross. I got Gucci Man. I got Mozzie, Currency, YBN, The Mirror. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got Mozzie? Yeah, I got Mozzie on And I fucks with everybody you mentioned. Well, 99.9%. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but... Yo, for my money, Mozzie of his generation 
A, doesn't get enough credit, and B, when we look back, might be one of them ones where they was like, yeah, he's GOAT contender. Definitely. Definitely from the West Coast. Definitely. I agree with that. Snoop? Yes, Snoop. Got the OG. Got Unc on there, man. For real, for real. Like, I knew y'all was tapped in, but I, Jesus Christ, bro. Like, your, your phone must just glow on its own or some shit. That's, man. It be Gucci? Yeah, Gucci up on that, man. Rick Ross. Yeah. A lot of people that I looked up to, I got uh, verses and features from, you know what I'm saying, on the on the actual project. And like I said, you know, uh, Wu-Tang definitely put me on in the industry initially on the musical side, just in general. So I definitely had to get somebody from Wu-Tang to, to bless the project. So uh, definitely got Captain Donna up on there. Who was you actually in the studio with when they was doing a verse? I wasn't in the studio with nobody. I got everybody send me their stuff. Either went through uh, the process of what we needed to for clearance of verses. Now, probably moving forward, you're going to see different videos. They're going to be in videos, making cameo appearances and stuff like that. And side note, uh, with the whole project, I produced the entire project itself. One record on it. I co-produced with my boy from uh, Philly. Shout out to PC Beats. He he does a lot with uh with the Justice League and everything. So yeah. Yo, I've got to hear this, bro. I'm I'm so dead ass. Like from first off, like Rick Ross, like and I say this all the time. As far as picking beats for him, ain't no not a soul is better in music. Period. Yeah. Like so that that beat alone, I've got to hear. And and, and we talking mixtape Gucci. We definitely talking mixtape Gucci. <sighs> yeah, yeah, we talking mixtape Gucci. Yo, I was, I was talking to Glasses uh, Malone a few weeks ago, and this nigga tells me uh, there's only three people in the history of ever that are more popular than Snoop. And who did he say? Jesus Christ, Michael Jackson, and Mickey Mouse. <laughs> hey, you know something though? It's crazy. Shout out to uh, Glasses Malone because I ain't seen that nigga in years, man. But uh, he might not be lying about that one. Because <laughs> Snoop, Snoop really. Like man, a lot of people know by him internationally. So, and I, I mean, the record, the record is an international record. Like we even got uh, Pony Capri up on that. She's from the UK, so you know it's gonna, it's definitely gonna be a big dance record, club record for the West and for you know just international in general. Nigga, I was like, bro, you got you West Coast biased. Oh no, you can't. Nigga, we posted the clip, man. I'm dumbfounded at the. 99% of the people agreed. Yeah. yeah. I, have, I have severely underestimated Snoop. And for that, my brother, I apologize. <laughs> I just had to, I had to put that out there. 
All right, so who who who's dope to you outside of the artists you work with? Like who you listening to? Um, honestly, man, I got to say, I still look up to uh, Kendrick Lamar. I got to see him perform at One Music Fest this past weekend. Um, I still look up to uh, J. Cole, uh, Drake, not because they necessarily just older than me, but because they were significant in changing the sound of uh, hip hop as well. And also Big Crit. Really, in my personal opinion, them four mm-hmm. really, like, they are my generation. You know what I'm saying? So I still listen to the records that they put out. Um, I still listen to Kanye, too, like old Kanye, because I don't, I mean, you know, I, I heard the the uh, last projects and stuff that he put out, but, you know, on the production side, I would say, like, it's a couple of producers that I'm really inspired by. And New School, definitely got to say, hands down, Hit Boy, yeah, he, he he really, he really wanted them. He wanted them, for real, for real. But, like, just in general, uh, Chess Blaze, Timbaland, uh, of course, Dr. Dre, um, DJ Toon, because you know I'm from the South, so I got definitely <laughs> listen to Toon. Yo, yo, your man, your man's does not get enough love. Who you talking about, Toon? Yeah. Oh no, nah, he don't. That's why I said that because I'm like, really, he did like a lot of big records that people be sleeping on. He didn't work with uh with Ye before on records and stuff, and a lot of these like big, well, big known. Niggas considered to be goat, so it's like, yeah, definitely DJ Tune, definitely one of them ones too. Um, but like, it's not that many other producers because I say Kanye, you know, also on his production side, he's impeccable. I know he learned from No ID, no, no ID can also do that, but um, just to change certain sounds, I definitely say them for me. Cause just blaze every just blaze record is crazy. I don't care what nobody say. All his records is crazy. Samples, all that <laughs> crazy. If you on a just blaze beat, yeah, man, you know what time it is. No ID is crazy, and yeah. your man's resume, like he don't get the publicity that the other ones get. I don't think he wanted though. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I wouldn't either. I, I, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna shit you like I I probably like if I was a producer, I I, I don't you know just give me the money. Yeah, but yeah, I also I, I also gotta say RZA too, because I don't think a lot of times people really uh, give RZA all the the notoriety that he probably deserves because the stuff that he did for Wu Tang. And how he made those beats and different things like that. Like, man, listen, nah, a whole lot of boom bap came from him. Yeah, but I think that flood took a lot of his greatness away. You said the flood. You talking about what, what uh, they talked about in the show, right? Yeah. How many? How many albums did they lose? Two, three, four? Who knows? Yeah, definitely. 
Right. You know, and that was what, right? Wasn't that right after? Was that right after uh, 36 Chambers? Yeah, I think so. You know, because, and that's part of his problem too. 36 Chambers was just the shadow that they, like, that shit was so completely left field and so crazily dope. Sometimes you so good coming out the gate that you, you, you just competing with yourself and you can't never catch up. Right. You know, like that was the that was the genius of Kanye is that Kanye came out the gate like swinging and kept swinging for a minute. Yeah, but I mean, you know, he don't necessarily, I feel like he don't always miss on the production side. I think that on the artist side sometimes, yeah. you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Little sidetrack. You making songs going wee bee bee bee. You can't do that, bro. Like, I'm sorry. And I know, I'm, I'm sorry, man. These are, these are just my thoughts in the pain. <laughs> Nigga never come back on my show again. I never heard him say we be me. I forget the song man he made where he literally was just not saying anything. I know what you're talking about, bro. I know exactly what you're talking about. Which on the one hand, it I think it's it's a a testament to where we are as a society. And that, that may be what he was trying to prove. To say, look, I'm so goaded. It doesn't matter. Well, you know, Kanye is a, he's a complex dude, man. Man, boy. You, yeah. yeah. I'm voting for you, bro. Oh, I, I understand, man. I'm just a regular nobody, man. Um, yo. Nobody's saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yo. You got a lot of power, a lot of authority. You can you can change somebody's life, literally. It, it, is it a headache sometimes? I mean, it depends on the person. This is, you know, in, in the music business, it's probably 30,000 niggas rapping and, and females rapping now. And uh, everybody says, I'm the one. I'm the best. I'm this, I'm that. But a lot of people don't have work ethic. They don't have the budget and they don't have work ethic. They won't show up. So with a lot of artists, you know, because the the industry kind of took a break on doing artist development so much, mm -hmm. it's kind of like uh, you got a lot a lot of people who may say, "All right, well, let me go take this record in front of high school students, go viral on TikTok." Man, they, they might be taking off a little bit. But they go to the club or something. People are like, man, you better turn this shit off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. Like I, I, uh, I took the record that I did with Juicy J, and I got uh, Lucy got fans on that record. Uh, Juicy J from 
Memphis, Tennessee, Lucy from uh, Nashville. So I just want to do like a Southern record. It's, you know, juicy up on it, spin some some crazy stuff, but it's it's definitely sex driven. You talk about some some shit that, you know, females gonna be dancing to in strip clubs. So I go up in the I don't go in the I don't go in the strip clubs or just like a lot of clubs to uh play records for the notoriety, you know, mm-hmm. because I work in clubs. So I really go in there to test the record. Okay. But people actually like how they rocking with a record. And I go up in there, I go drop the record and everything. I'm trying to see how they dancing to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got a record that you want to be played in the strip club, you know it's that type of record. How are they dancing to the record? Yeah. How are the is niggas throwing money to it? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that will tell you how well your record actually gonna do. I think a lot of times people they don't even think about that. They go up in the record, man, they spend fifty dollars, hundred dollars with a DJ. Like, yeah, play my record, man, play my record. Get a record played and everything, record might get played one or two times. DJ not finna he's not finna keep that record in rotation in the club. Cause people was looking at each other when the record came on. Like, who is this? <laughs> What song is this? You know what I'm saying? Like people might have been they they was dancing and everything, but phone all of a sudden your record come on in the club, they just stop. They start having conversations and everything. That's how you able to know whether or not your record is really popping. And I feel like a lot of times we shy away from that. We don't really be like man, we don't really be up on on top of that. When I say we, I'm talking about a lot of the artist community because. Uh, in the industry, like really in the industry, of course they know they have to do artist development. Of course they know they have to have a budget for the clubs. Of course they know they got to do X, Y, and Z. But as an independent artist, they don't know that. So they're going up in there thinking like, yeah, man, let me go up in here and get this section, get my record played and act the fool and stand on couches and stuff. As soon as your record go off, that's when people went back to dancing. They went dancing when your record was on. That means it's not a hit. So that's a lot of times what you got to understand. Like, I can tell you straight up. I know on this album, I only got two records for the club. Like, for the regular club, for, for the hood club. Okay. <laughs> you know but what I'm saying? But th- does that make it not a hit? Like, you, like I listen to uh, a lot of music that, that ain't going to be played in the club. I'm not saying that doesn't make it a hit. But I'm okay. saying you got to have your club records, meaning you still got to have the hood club records. Got if you, you got an album. And then you got to have the big club records. You know the big clubs is where they having the real, you know, yeah. industry folks and the regular folks. Well, every uh, person from twenty to fifty can go to and listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Not just the people who uh, I said twenty to fifty, twenty to sixty can go listen to it, and and not just the strip clubs. So you got to have a body of work that embodies different levels of records. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Because that's what's going to, and I'm when I say hit, man, I'm not talking about hit that we know is going to be a hit because musically and overall it sounds good. I'm talking about like, I'm, I'm saying some marketing shit right now, to be honest with you. Because okay. a lot of times I think when, when people make records, they don't listen 
to a record because they don't have a real A&R's ear. So they're not mm-hmm. listening to the record to be like, oh, man, yeah, this going to be good for this type of club. Because if they got that type of club, they can go tour off of that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. They can get all the nigga clubs, all the hood clubs. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, we know we going up in here. We can go to every strip club. We can perform. We can throw some ones. They can start paying us because it's worthy of doing that. But a lot of these artists are not thinking about that. Because they playing they playing Drake uh records in the club back to back. You know what I'm saying? They even playing the record with him and Sexy Red and, and uh Sizzle up on. Them. So now you think about that, it's like uh it's kind of interesting when you look at certain records that are being played. And that's why I say like if you get to the point in the industry where you really trying to figure out how to do X, Y, and Z, go to the clubs and start studying the music, study the playlist. And I'm not talking about just strip clubs. You got to go to several different clubs of different crowds and stuff. Cause we all know, like, you know, you talking about nerve DJs and everything. So if any one of y'all going to a certain type of, whether it's a club or a, uh, a birthday party or get together a graduation on y'all set list on our set list as DJs on that side. Yeah. You got to figure out what record going to make these folks dance. What's going to make them have a good time. What is the vibe? What is the mood? Yeah. So forth and so on. So my ear is different for the music anyway. You know what I'm saying? You got to cater to the audience that you plan. Right. For. Right. Yo, uh, sync placements. How big is that for 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 hip hop now? I feel like um, in general, sync placements is big for the entire music community. Mm-hmm. However, unless you're at a certain level in your musical career. That's not a good outlet for you as an artist. It's a better outlet for you as a music producer. Mm. You know, and I think um, if any music producers listen to this, if they go back to this and they, uh, you know, use this to help them to some capacity, first and foremost, every music producer should be looking for scene placements. And you shouldn't ever limit yourself to one genre of music that you produce. So, you know, that's that's just really what that is. I feel like if it's a, a music artist, unless you like really got like a a Sony or Empire or Universal or one of these majors or one of their indie incubators as a major, major mm-hmm. really, uh, pushing your records out to these libraries, music libraries and stuff like that, TV shows or the people who are actually doing the syncing stuff. Like, yeah, it's not going, it's not really going to help you because hmm. they're not going to make as much money as they should uh, for a sync license and opportunity. Bare minimum, you're supposed to make like $2,500. But that's before you take out the fee for the producer. Mm. Well, you heard it here first. Okay, maybe not first, but you heard it here. And shout out to my manager. She does sing placement, man. Uh, shout out to you, Rita. 
Uh, <laughs> yo, um, the Detroit y'all y'all getting ready to be in Detroit, right? Definitely, definitely. Who you who you who you rocking with? Oh, y'all got I, y'all got Vezo too, right? We got Vezo. We got Baby Money. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yo, man, Vezo is. Oh, I fucks with Vezo heavy. Vezo and Peasy. I really I really fucking with Peasy new shit. I'm from Detroit. Um, so I'm I'm loving to see the young brothers like really get their grind on, and the Cedar brothers had like it at least from the outside looking in, it seems to me that they got their business on point. Is it is it easier to deal with brothers that come in the gate already with their business on point, or are they more difficult to deal with? Um, honestly, it's definitely easier. Because a lot of times, uh, like just from the situation with with uh, Vezo, you know, because he already had motion, because mm-hmm. he already had a label. Really, he just he just needed the the outlet, the platform. You know what I'm saying? He was already successful. He was gonna be successful regardless. He just needed a bigger platform, really, for him. If you are a person who uh, has been grinding as long as he has anyway, or even with uh, Baby Money, Baby Money, he just needed a, a platform as well. Mm-hmm. Like, he had motion in the streets and everything, or just the notoriety. A lot of times, that's all it is. But then it's like, what do you do next? How you move that piece of the puzzle next is really what defines you as the businessman or as the artist. So. Are the days of some dude in like Cucaracha, Tennessee, not having a budget, not having motion, but really being talented, becoming a star, are those days over? For the most part, yeah. Unless you know somebody who knows somebody. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for for, for music? It's a good thing. Really? You think so? I think it is. You know why? It basically means somebody going to have to uh, do some work. It's more people who turn down being a doctor, a lawyer, or a nurse, or a chef, or, or working in at an electrical business, or being a carpenter and everything to go do music. Just to find out once they get into doing music and and the entertainment business that they got to take the money and invest it into a carpentry business <laughs> or invest it into stocks and the wealth. It's, that. it's like, well, you could have did that first and you wouldn't even, you know what I'm saying? You would have had a backup plan and you'd been further along. When they gave you an advance, you could have flipped the advance and gave it right back to them. You know, but I feel like I hope that don't go over a lot of people's heads. I really <laughs> told y'all the truth. <laughs> the truth. <laughs> well, you know, you know what though. You know, like when you when you know you got it, you're not hearing that shit because he ain't talking to you. He talking to the the, the nigga on the next block that's trash. <laughs> I'm talking to you if you got it too. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's the hard part. Is is when you really got it, and you still can't get it. 
Yeah, but you know, the thing about it is, is this. When I started doing music, man, I ain't had no job. I was, uh, I used to work at Denny's. And then I had, like, side hustle doing that uh, family-owned business. You was a that. chef, though, too, though, bro. Like, you you I had... Went college. I went to college. College is expensive. You go into the Art Institute of Atlanta, the tuition for that is crazy, man. I'm sure it is. But you already had your backup plan already to go. But I wasn't... Look, I didn't even go and delve into that field until, like, what, 2013? I want to say 2013, 2014. And I became one of the... Uh, one of the chefs over the in-room dining at uh, Sea Island and the Cloister and everything, which is like the Hamptons of the South. So I had a great job at that point. I just put a pause on doing the, the rap music and stuff like that. And I started focusing on media in the industry and everything like that and doing marketing and stuff. But mm -hmm. yeah, I had a great job. But my, what I'm saying to you is even with that, it took me years to realize it. Can't be broke. <laughs> it's, not work. it's not gonna work, man. You know, and then when you start realizing that, that's when you get to the point where it's like, ah, uh, okay, I get it now. This is something that I need to do. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times when you get into the music business and everything, or you thinking you want to get into the music business. Not processing like, man, I need money. You looking at everybody else like, can I, can I, can you invest in me? Can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? Maybe people don't care about you. They want to see what can you do for them. They don't care about you, man. That's a big like, appeal right there, bro. I, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's like, though. right. You can be the most talented individual in the world. You, and as a man. A, a real man. Listen, we got one or two options. <laughs> you laugh because you know exactly what I'm saying. We got one or two options. Like, let's be honest. We're gonna be honest, man. And at the end of the day, if you want to keep your integrity, get your ass a job. Keep a job. Yeah, you don't want to go to one of those parties. <laughs> yeah, nah, you don't want to go to one of them parties. <laughs> You know, if you if you want it bad enough, go on to one of them parties, my brother. <laughs> we gonna see you on every billboard next week with a microphone in front of you. You know what I'm saying? But you know that ain't for everybody. That's why if you actually listen to some of these dudes, like you know Big Sean or, or Kendrick and everything, listen to the grind and the stuff that they had to do. Listen to how they had to take the back seat this person or that person. Look at the fact that you hear a lot of stories of, of individuals who was like, man, I was doing all this in the streets until I got here. They had to they had to do that. They had to do that. If not, Yo, they would have lost their integrity. The podcast game is exactly... I've been doing this a damn near decade. And when I first started, man, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try... When I first started, it wasn't, it was like, wasn't nobody doing podcasts. I cashed out my my retirement plan. I'm oh man, I'm I'm about to I'm about to change the world. Six months later, I'm back to work. Cause I didn't know what I was doing with the money. Yeah. 
decade later, okay, now I, you know, I, I've, I've acquired, you know, some, some connects, so to speak, you know, some, some, some relationships because I've been busting my ass working and then you got to put some money into it too. It ain't just, you know, what sucks though is seeing somebody that can't even put two fucking sentences together. They got a hell of a bag, shoot up right past you and, 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 and can't ask a decent question to save their fucking life. And I'm sitting at home like, wow, like Jesus Christ. Like, I'm not that intelligent, but this nigga is a doorknob. But once you once you understand how the system is set up and you like, okay, this is what I need to do. You reevaluate, you change some things and you go back to work. You just don't quit. Yeah, you know, also. Another interesting thing about that with with the podcast game is like uh, I saw a change because even with doing interviews, like you're talking about over a decade ago, we used to use uh, Blog Talk Radio. I still got my Blog Talk channel, bro. <laughs> I know. A lot of these, a lot of people now, they don't know what the hell that is. Like, we used to use Blog Talk Radio to do interviews and media outlets and everything before we got the full layout for podcasting. And then as soon as podcasting did become a thing, yes, you had people who were supposed to be artists make a switch and make a, a whole, you know, change over to this, that, and the third. And it's like, I think that more people are focused on the viral moment as opposed to the journalism aspect. And mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing as to why, you know, there's a disconnect with certain people who may hold more value on the side of, of just really having conversations, really doing the research, really doing journalistic research that's supposed to be done. Yeah. I mean, I'm not about to, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to know what school you went to in the third grade. Anyway, you know. well, I, I like having dope conversations with, with some semblance of intelligence. Right. You know, like, I, I, I don't want to have the, the ignorant ass, you know, like, I'm sliding around the block 74 times. Like, bro, I got that part the first 12 times you said it. Okay, can we move past the sliding around the block? Now what? Right. You know, um, is hip hop in a good space? I feel like it's getting back to it. And if it wasn't before this album drop, it's definitely. I'm about to be like, listen, I don't want all the smoke, but y'all finna get my smoke. <laughs> so whoever feels some type of way, hey, either we working or you talking, which is. Whichever you want it to be, but I'm angry because I feel like Nas done dropped what two, three albums in the same in the same little time span and everything, man. Yeah. Nas dropping albums, Wayne dropping album, Nikki didn't drop, she getting ready to drop an album. Um Wayne getting ready to drop an album, Drake done dropped the album. So many other artists have dropped projects this year. So they're basically telling you, like, not only is this hip-hop 50, but this music, is music coming out. At this point, I think for hip-hop in general, it's more so about what people want to hear. Who's bridging the gap? 
You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you got a lot of these younger generations, they only focused on on the drill type music. They only focused on the, you know, uh, is he talking about incriminating himself in, in these records? If <laughs> that's, that's what they focused on, but you know, somebody got a bridge. Yeah, somebody got to say like, "Hey, we not supposed to be talking about that," but you can listen. But we, we not supposed to be talking about that. That shit is wild too. Like, I I don't understand the whole self snitching movement. Like, that's just weird to me. Yeah. Like, it's like these niggas want to go to jail. Like, that's I I just don't. <sighs> oh, Nikki, you think she's the goat of the uh, of female MCs? You said, do I think Nikki is the GOAT of female MC? Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to keep it a bug with you. Uh, I feel like Nikki Minaj is the female that changed female rap. I feel like she is at a status of legendary, you have to mention her name when you mention female rap. Do I think that she is the GOAT? I would say she is a GOAT. Would I say that she is the GOAT of female rap? I don't know. I can't honestly say I know. And the reason why I say I can't honestly say I know is because she got a project coming out, man. You know, Pink Friday too. Uh, it might put her at that at that level where she sunning all the rest of them. But overall, as a female artist, I don't mm-hmm. think nobody could ever like. Just, I don't think any other female uh, rapper could compare to her no. on the level of of what she actually can do lyrically. Um, Crazy. You know, just with her overall music and sound, yeah, I don't think nobody can can actually compare to her. Do I think that my opinion doesn't matter when it comes to her? Absolutely. But do I think that I can offer some advice? I would say like you can if 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 Nikki was listening to this interview, you probably should do some some uh features with some other female artists outside of Ice Spice. Uh, you need to do one with, you know, just some other artists because I get it. You're, you're talented, you're confident, all that, but at the same time, you know, hey man, it's hip hop 50, bro. Come on, you gotta, you gotta do something, you gotta do something, you gotta squash a beef here, though. You know, yeah. what I mean? come out with a record with Car. Maybe that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, I know that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> The tumbo's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So get that out of here, boy. Yeah, that ain't happening. Although, I will say, uh, as far as just from an artist standpoint, uh, impact standpoint, and just bars, like Nikki would be in the class by herself if it wasn't for. The mess, the beefs, the the and, and and where Cardi B has succeeded and 
keeps her foot on Nikki's neck in only one area, and that's her ability to bridge the gap with the younger generation and how open she is with saying, hey, you know what? I don't care. Be great. Let me jump on that track. Let me help you out. And so she has become like the people's champ where if you're looking for a technical boxer, like Nikki's kicking niggas' asses. Yeah. You know, so in 100 years when they look back and there's nobody alive to, to give the people's champ, I think her goatness will be solidified. But right now, it's tough for her because she don't give a fuck about the perception part, at least from what I see. Right. You know, so, um, yo, if people want to get in touch with you, how do you go about doing that? So for anybody who wanna uh, get in touch with me, make sure y'all tap in with me on Instagram or uh, any social media platform at Real Ruben Wood, and that's at R E A L R U E B E N W O O D. And uh, yeah, definitely tap in with me if you are a male or female. You want to smell good? Listen, the website is getting ready to launch soon for the Whisper brand. The cologne and perfume fragrance, you know what I'm saying? Um, we got the stuff off up in it that packs a punch. We make sure that you have uh, a great night, a great day when you spray it on. You definitely will attract, and that's the purpose of you spraying it on. Whisper. What do you leave with this, bro? Like, shit, I want some now. <laughs> look, look at the, Santa Claus over here, bro. I need something. Hey man, you spray that whisper on now. You gonna you gonna have all the reindeer out there clubbing. You go. Yeah, that's the last place. I I walk in the club. All they think is I'm gonna pay somebody bills. And my old lady's crazy. You know, I don't want to get myself stabbed, and I don't want nobody thinking I'm paying shit for them because I'm not. I'm too cheap for all that. Well, when you spray it on, it'll definitely have your old lady where she happy with you. She can talk to you. <laughs> You know, Mr. Claus, she can be your Mrs. Claus. Yeah, for this between each other, you know what I'm saying? Yo, yeah, please, like, yo, yo uh, text me and let me know, bro. Like, where do I, you know, how do I, how do I cop that? Because I, I do need some new smell goods, bro. Anything else you got going on? And when, when is the album dropping again? So my album will be dropping this month in November um, on live mixtapes as well as all other DSPs. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for 5 a.m. on Peachtree. Um, definitely what we got coming up with QC, we got new music dropping collectively on the label. Y'all already know what time it is with QC DJs. We rocking, we on tour, we in the city, we shutting stuff down on the airwaves. So, yeah, that's what we got coming up, man. Lil Yachty got a show in uh, Detroit this Sunday. I want to say it's this Sunday. Um, you said it was at the Fillmore. Yeah, 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 definitely. So uh, we got that coming up. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot more shows, man. Make sure y'all go check out the City Girls album. Uh, you know, and get familiar with Emmanuel the Prophet. You know, um, that's that's really what's that's what's next for sure. Yo, and you know, just throwing this out there, if y'all want any of your artists on here, I'm always open, bro. Just you know. Let, let, shoot him my way, and yo, your guy, Emmanuel, 
was a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, interview. Good. That's a good thing. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> No, but you know, like sometimes when you talk when you talk to like like a uh, very religious people, you're a little hesitant to kind of you know you pull back a little bit, right? And I, you know, like he made it very easy, like he wasn't you know like oh no high and mighty I I am I will smite you type of shit, you know he, he was he was good, <laughs> no he was like really 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 impressive young brother man and I, and I'm proud of the brother. Um, and I was thorough. Like, I told him, like, QC signed you? Like, I, I didn't see that coming. You're the first, man. You're the first of, of that uh, of that wave for the gospel and for the uplifting, uh, you know, inspirational artists and stuff. So definitely that's why I say Emmanuel the Prophet is next, you know. And he from Michigan as well. So definitely shout out to Michigan, Detroit, all of that surrounding areas, Flint, everywhere. Um, but yeah, that's that's what's that's what's definitely next, especially on that side. That's what's up, man. We didn't get we didn't talk about the EDM shit. No, we, we didn't, but next time we're gonna talk about that, bro. Next time, bro. Um <laughs> <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed the conversation, bro. Um, I, 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 you got seven trillion followers, like seventeen solar systems is fucking with you. I'm not sure what I could possibly do for you in the future, but if I can, say the word and I got you, bro. Hey man, I appreciate that, man. And again, thank you for having me on your show, man. For sure. No doubt, man. You have a good one, man. Um, and, and shout out to Angela for, for, for hooking it up. Shout out to Mikey too, man. Definitely. Um, yeah. Um, on that note, man, we out of here, man. Have a good one, bro. All right, you too, man. Right. Peace out, bro. I'm looking for that music too, man. Yo, 5 a.m. on Peachtree. Definitely trying to check that out. Yo, did you hear the motherfuckers he got on there, though? Oh, oh, goodness gracious, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm kicking myself about the camera I comment, though. <laughs> Sorry, Cam. Uh, dope show. Uh, anyway, this has been Jobs. It's another show. <laughs> another show. It's been Jobs. It's another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. Yo, shout out to QC, man. Doing, doing, doing. Well, hell. Been doing big things. Um, shout out to Ruben Wood. Shout out to Emmanuel the Prophet. On that note, man. Um, tomorrow, who we got tomorrow? We got, uh, oh, we got the plant-based Sensei Gorilla or Gorilla Sensei, I hope I'm saying that right. Art Foster, uh, and and then we got uh, 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 let me make sure they can make hella bread. <laughs> I'm not gonna repeat that. Um, and we got Paul Stewart. Um, yeah, Art Foster. Yo, I definitely needed some changes in my diet. Um, and Paul Stewart. <sighs> Oh, my goodness, man. Your man's has got the re a hell of a resume. So, tomorrow, it, it, it's, it's getting redundant, man. We only rock with legends over here. On that note, man, y'all have a good one. I'm out.